Hello, sexy nerds of the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerdum. My name is Diz, and I'm your pop culture and sports nerd. Ali? I am Ali, your classic nerd, and I'm excited to introduce someone new today. Hi, my name's Hannah, and I'm your guest. Yes, we've got Hannah filling in for V. V's taking a step back, so we're super excited. Temporarily. To, what was that? Temporarily. Yeah, he's taking a step back, and we're very excited to have Hannah on board with us she is a friend of the family and literally family (laughs) (laughs) yes uh who's also part of the someone network we've talked about on this podcast before uh if you guys are interested in the world of afghans be sure to go check out the someone network so i have some confessions that i have to make to both of you okay um and it's a a confession that i'm not very proud of uh i say what i'm about to say with deep deep humiliation and regret you have an illegitimate family no that would that would just be (laughs) par the course (laughs) that's expected only has a secret family somewhere yes no he said it um, proof i door dashed cheesecake factory you son of a bitch i did i swear to god it was one of those moments of pure weakness where nothing else felt like it was good you know what i mean like I've been eating in anyways. I've been making my own food. So it was like the first time I had door dashed in ages and nothing was like straight. Like I wasn't, I was looked through it and I'm like, do I want Taco Bell? No, I don't want Taco Bell. Do I want, there's a bunch of these kind of like local places in Philly. And I'm like, no, none of these sound good. There was cheesecake factory. Bro. And like the part of me thought back to all the moments where I was like, man, fuck Omar. And yet I ordered it anyways. I got myself the uh, factory nachos in honor of Omar. You, like, look, you've upset Hannah's neighbor's dogs by saying. Oh, I hate that you can hear them. (laughs) It's okay. They're upset with him going to the Cheesecake Factory. Look, it was one of those moments where the second I hit order or confirm, I regretted it. And the second I was done eating, (laughs) I regretted it. It As you should. It was good. Yeah. Literally, you should. That's it's the worst. I've I've never understood what this the model for Cheesecake Factory is. Like, the only people I know that lo- like genuinely love Cheesecake Factory are Saudi Arabians visiting in mm. Orange County. Yeah, they absolutely love that place. Let's yeah, go every to the time, I remember every time summer hits, if you went to the Irvine Spectrum, there'd be it'd be overrun with Arabs. Yeah, Saudi. The only people the who genuinely like yeah Cheesecake Factory is a a delicacy it, for some reason it's got a winning business model because they have everything bro they, like they have italian they have mexican they have uh asian like they have fusion like their their menu is 75 pages long yes and there's advertisements in it they have bastardized versions of all these ethnic foods yeah. and cheesecake and, and cheesecake, cheesecake. The, the cheesecake is solid let's be real here but that's what I don't understand. It's the Cheesecake Factory. Like, the main thrust is meant to be pies and shit. And for whatever reason, whoever's in charge is like, you know what? We should have, you know, orange chicken on here. What orange chicken has anything to do with cheesecakes? I couldn't tell you. No. Yeah. Then, they, then well, hey, okay. Well, if you don't feel like orange chicken, here's a fettuccine Alfredo for you. <laughs> I love how you're kind of um, defending Cheesecake Factory right now. Me? Yes. Or him? 
you. No. Yeah, there is an un, there's an implicit like defense there, Diz. What do you mean defend? I'm not defending them. I'm just saying they have all the shit, and it's an it's it's like you know when they say like you're a jack of all trades but a master of none. That's yes, the same, that right? That is a very common. That's what they. That's what they are. They're I'm a jack of all su- trades. I'm very surprised you knew that saying. Well, I, I grew up around white people. Damn it! <laughs> you know what? Are they not masters of cheesecake? That's a oh, good yeah, point. True. That's a very good point. Uh, they they also changed their design, and this is more than we need to be talking about cheesecake factories. This is the last thing I'm going to say. Hold on, this is for Omar. Okay, this is <laughs> this, this is, is what's getting him interested. He's being lured into the episode. <laughs> also, the only time he's going to tune in. I like that you brought up like, oh fuck, Omar. Is he part of your established lore for this podcast? He is. So there's a group of there's like a bunch of like inside lore for currently nerdy. One is. Rashid has seen it from mm-hmm. Kingdom of Heaven. Yep. Uh, which apparently only nerds who have watched Kingdom of Heaven understand. There is uh, Omar, who no one, like most currently nerdy people, haven't actually ever met Omar. But he's part of this mythical figure that we he's, constantly refer to. He sells exotic birds. That we, <laughs> we simultaneously love this guy and we simultaneously hate this guy. He got fused with a local shop in Orange County called Omar's Exotic Birds. (laughs) And so Omar, the guy you know, has become mythologized into this other figure in Currently Nerdy. He is both, you know, a wise man whom we must respect and a son of a bitch who we hate. Yeah, yeah. I have yet to meet the wise man. (laughs) It's Well, it's it's not that Omar. It's the one who sells the exotic birds. But they're one and the same. They're one and the same. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll show you the store sometimes. Okay. It's still there. That's enough uh, Cheesecake Factory. This was basically like a free advertisement for their shitty ass place. I just wanted to confess that during lockdown, we all have regrets. We've all done things we're not proud of. And for me, the one thing that I was not proud of was that I had ordered fucking Cheesecake Factory. That's how low I got. That yeah. was my low moment. That's the low point. I it's, mean, all, it's all going up from there. Things have been going up, all right? I signed a petition. Petitions sometimes work, my friend. I signed a petition recently to to change the name of my fucking godforsaken high school. Oh, yes. Robert E. Lee High School. Yes. So That happened. Yes. It went through. It went through. What are they going to change it to? We don't know yet, but there's five names that are like big on there. So I went to school in Springfield, Virginia, and I went to school at Robert E. Lee High School in Springfield, Virginia. Mm -hmm. All right. The school was built in the 60s in response to T.C. Williams. So if you ever watch Remember the Titans, T.C. Williams is that school there. It's in Alexandria where they integrated. um, Like it was the first integrated school in Northern Virginia, and then they ended up winning like the state championship in football that first year and whatever. They made a movie about it, and Denzel played a coach. Um, but that school was named in response to T.C. Williams being built, because it was built at the same time. Um, and we've been, you know, people have been asking for years to change the name, and it's always been like, no, we don't need to change it. Robert E. Lee was such a great man. He fought for the great state of Virginia. He didn't actually believe in slavery. He believed in states' rights. No, he believed in states' rights to own slaves. Jesus Christ. I mean, like, that's, let's be real. Um, but after years of petitioning and like people like asking for the school name to change in light of everything that's been going on recently mm-hmm. they tr- we we made a push again you know um actually one of uh 
one of my old classmates younger sisters who just recently graduated like led this charge led this charge yeah what are they and changing it to so there's uh there's five names that they're thinking of of course the, the first naming it, by committee is always smart well no well the thing is these are the five names that were chosen so it's okay. legacy high school legacy high school okay. which would because our our things were we would never went by our r-e-l-h-s it was just l-h-s so you know like LA, legacy high school works is there. legacy the name of the street there or no it's okay, just, they, just okay just, right. yeah. just random okay just random um it was a uh, john brown high school okay. oh hell yeah um yeah. he's from maryland though not from springfield so i just i didn't understand that one and then there was uh mildred loving high school oh okay um and then barack obama high school no um and then they, <laughs> you could just tell yeah. they went through they're like who are some famous black people oh barack obama yeah they, they went barack obama I mean, John he's Brown. the first black president okay, i'd love okay. to sit in on that board meeting where they pitched ideas to each other like well, what was the prompt what's what are what are and they probably said the blacks going to like because <laughs> that's how i imagine old white people talk to each other yeah. And then, oh, and then the last, see it. the last name is just Central Springfield High School because we have a West Springfield. West Springfield High School is where all the rich kids went to. So, like, for those of us that grew up in California, or at least spent enough of our childhood in California that we consider ourselves Californians, mm -hmm. it's like this is a very strange experience. While there are some high schools that are named after people and whatnot, it's also quite common to just name it after the fucking city or the street. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, like Aliso Niguel High School, Aliso Viejo Middle School, yeah. right? Tesoro High, Middle School. Like the, the, what is what is Tesoro named after? I don't know what Tesoro's named after. Tesoro is the name of the street, if I'm not mistaken. That's the thing is, like, I feel like out here we might have cities and and high schools named after like conquistadors. You That's do. True. We um, do have. We do. Uh, you know, Junipero uh, Serra. Yeah, Junipero Serra. I mean, they just got rid of that guy. There's a whole, like, moment in this, like, in, like renaming things that's, like, the Catholics have shown up. We never expected this. Like, this moment, the Black Lives Matter moment, which people are like, all right, maybe we should stop naming things after racist people, has led to all sorts of other conversations about, like, anti history of anti-indigenous in, in the United States, the putting up of statues of people who committed horrible atrocities, and in California, and in places that were... Uh, formerly under, you know, the kingdom and empire of Spain, we had statues, places, missions, etc., named to conquistadors and these other kind of horrific figures. I remember growing up doing the mission project where you had to rebuild the mission out of like cardboard boxes and shit. And we also actually visited the mission in San Juan Capistrano, uh, Junipero Serra's mission there. That place is fucking haunted, by the way. That, that place whole city. is super haunted. Um, well, naturally, because most of these missions were basically fucking labor camps, right? But my enduring memory there is that there was a blacksmith who worked in the mission. And he was like a reenactment dude who would actually make swords and whatnot. And I asked him if he'd make a sword for me, and he said no. What? So that was my first experience with Junipero Serra, and I've hated a, him ever since. What a dick. <laughs> and then once I found out that, oh shit, this guy literally had you know, labor camps and whatnot, hated him even more. Yeah. But what's interesting is like, so like in St. Louis and these other places, they're like, oh yeah, we should probably rename these cities, these plazas, take down some of these statues of these famous Catholic figures. And so like these, 
the trad Catholics, the traditional Catholics are showing up and going, this is anti-Catholic. This is how dare you take down our saints. Una Paraceros, like the, there are a bunch of people that are talking about Una Paraceros as a saint. He is. He's been beified. Uh, but, but I thought they took that away. But you're sitting there going, hold on a minute. I don't care if he was Catholic. I care that you fucking l- ran labor camps that killed the indigenous people. True. Yeah. Um, by, by the way, way so Tesoro named after the street, Tesoro Creek yeah, Road. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, y- you had to go to missions, all right, for high school and elementary. You went elementary. to plantations. Yeah, I legitimately went to plantations. I, I can't tell you... How, like, I want to say I've been to at least 15 plantations, maybe maybe Jesus a little less. Jesus fucking Christ. Because you got to think about it, right? You I've need been... to have a fucking passport to go down to the South. It's a different country. Well, yeah, I, I'm, I, went to, I went to... Gunston Hall was down the street from us, right? Um, which, was, which was a huge plantation. Mount Vernon was 15, 20 minutes away from us, which was uh, George Washington's plantation. I've been to Monticello. Um, I've been to James Madison's plantation. I went to Williamsburg and Jamestown, and we just Is went this, to like. Are these all required trips? Uh, yeah, they were just field trips. So, like that's what we did every year. I think like let's just go down to a plantation. Yeah. So like, was it fourth grade or fifth grade year? Or it was one of those years. Fourth or fifth? I think it was fourth grade year because we were we were learning Virginia history. All right. You. It was like everyone was excited because. We knew your fourth grade year, you take a charter bus, right? And you'd drive down two hours south and you'd go to Williamsburg and Jamestown for the day, right? And it was like an all day trip. Like you weren't at school. And we all th- like thought it was like the coolest thing in the world. But like looking back at it now, dude, I was 10 years old watching people, watching literal black people reenact as slaves on these plantations. Oh my in the, god! In the fucking Virginia heat, bro. Virginia's a swamp. Like, oh my god! They had reenactments. <laughs> they had reenactments. I didn't yeah. know that they had like. I knew they had reenactments, but not actual reenactments of slaves. Yeah, they had oh all that shit, god. dude. We had gla- they had glass blowers. They had like everyone was dressed and they spoke. No one the was time. picking cotton or anything. Not right? that I know. Of. They just you know like they were just kind of they stayed in the slave quarters or whatever. Oh my god! You know? But do you guys remember like that for a while? It was like, especially in the past like few years, it's been, like schools have been caught reenacting picking cotton yeah yeah there was that one kid he's like bro they took alabama they took a bunch of us black kids to a yes, thing yes that pick viral it. video <laughs> oh my god and they didn't even get to keep the cotton that's what he was pissed off about <laughs> they made him give it to like the, the people I mean, they the, it's accurate it's fucked up it's yeah. fucked, up. That's yeah. fucked up you you didn't have to go to missions or anything did you or did you also do the mission project because you you're a lot younger than diz and i um I did have to go to missions. I was in San Diego, so there's a prominent one down there. Don't ask me what it's called because I'm uneducated. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we did. We did have to do things like that because they've they've gotten rid of it now. So I'm assuming then the younger generation doesn't have to do like let's rebuild the mission or let's go to the mission. I knew that there was an argument going on in California. I just don't know if they've formally enacted it yet or not. So you might be the last generation that had to endure going to these basically labor camps See, that were called missions. Here's, here's the thing, though, right? I don't, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to take kids on field trips to, like, Mount Vernon and Monticello and stuff, right? Because they're, they're technically considered historical landmarks, right? But I think the education should be better. Because I was having this conversation with uh, my white Republican evangelical friend, Wesley. 
right? And he was like, what's next? Are we going to take down statues of Jefferson and Washington? I'm like, yeah, why the fuck not, bro? Fuck them. <laughs> I don't care. And he's like, but there were our presidents, man. I'm like, I don't give a shit who they were. Like, a statue's a statue, bro. Like, I couldn't care less if we take a statue down. Is it people understand that historians don't actually care about statues, right? Like, I, that's not that entirely that those are political people that put up statues yeah. historians don't care history is not preserved in statues oh yeah for sure sorry yeah. to br- no, burst anyone's bubble just, which is fine and i and i told west this i'm like listen west like cause i was telling him i was like dude i've i've been to more plantations than you can fucking imagine and i was like and while i learned slavery was bad it was kind of glossed over right and like i grew up in a in a state that was known for having slaves like Fucking Virginia was the, they had the tobacco fields, you know, like that's where they brought slaves into to work on the tobacco fields. I'm like, I understood that slavery was bad, but I never understood how bad slavery was. Look, I don't, I'm not against people going to missions or plantations or whatnot, but if you're going to 10 plantations in your education career, Mm -hmm. that's a problem for me because it means like, well, first and foremost, that one Clearly, you guys need more creative field trips. Yeah. There's got to be something else you can see in fucking Virginia than a plantation, right? Yeah. It's like, that's insane to me. But also, it, you know, if you're constantly going there without actually discussing the harm, the violence, the horrific history, and it's just reenactment, it's just play. And this is the, this is the problem, right? Is that for, for a lot of white people, history is a hobby. It's a nice little thing that you can do. Oh, I really like doing Civil War enactments, reenactments, right? Mm-hmm. Like people really love that shit. But for plenty of people, history is a history of violence. It's yeah. a memory of kind of horrific things that have happened in the past. And if we don't acknowledge that, that's when it becomes a problem. And so this is why I think like we, we definitely need to rethink these educations far beyond just renaming of a high school, which is good. It's a good first step. Mm-hmm. But it's got to go more than that. Yeah. You can't just be like, all right, we've, we're no longer Robert E. Lee High School. We're now Barack Obama High. We now live in a post-racial society. Yeah, no, I, I, here's what, I, I don't want schools named after people. I think Legacy High School would be a good name for it. A lot of people have been trying to write in Bruce Lee High School for like, the, the online petitions. Um, which, you know, I'm not, I'm, I don't mind that one because we were Lehigh, so why not just change the Lee to Bruce Lee instead of Robert E. Lee? Which <laughs> is... Never let the internet decide what the name is going to be. <laughs> were Bodie they, they named Boat the Bo- Bodie McBoatface? Yeah. yeah. Bodie oh McBoatface High. Class yeah. of yeah. 2020. Bodie McBoatface was supposed to be something else, though, originally, right? No, they named the, they named the boat that because it was supposed to be like some cruise ship. In case like, it Jesus. wasn't clear enough, Bodie McBoatface yeah. <laughs> was a boat. Yeah, and then they they made uh, Pitbull play at a Walmart in Alaska. <laughs> Wait, what was this? You don't remember that? No, I don't remember so, this. So there was like this contest to hey vote for your city to have Pitbull perform a concert in front of your Walmart, <laughs> and, and they, they they sent his ass to Alaska. <laughs> Did he do it? Yeah, he actually went. Who who, who showed up? I don't know the Alaskans. Uh, I'm I'm assuming there's not a particularly large contingent of people fans. And Sarah Palin showed up up there. <laughs> Russians oh, she... could see it from <laughs> yeah, from underrated Russia. Underrated, underrated comment. But the internet remains undefeated. I tell it you. does. Um, 
in so growing up in a shitty area right in northern virginia we had a very shitty football team up there which i'm not a fan of which was the washington redskins yes which is also huge for the afghan community for whatever reason afghans have three teams they have the dallas cowboys the redskins and the 49ers yeah well okay here's here's why and i'll explain this because of their immigration pattern well, but who lives in Dallas? No, it, they they don't. That's that's why because they lived in they lived in D.C. Right? Yeah. And who was against the Redskins was the Cowboys. So they wanted to be against the people that were rooting for the Redskins. So they voted for their rivals, uh, which were the Cowboys. Yeah. yeah. Except my dad, who actually did live in Dallas. Yeah. Right. 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 right? So like it's one like one of the five Afghans. Yeah. One of the five. <laughs> so that's where I get mine from. It isn't from like uh, I wanted to be opposite. It was like no, my dad lived in Dallas, and that's when he learned football. Um, but. Uh, actually, as we're recording earlier today, which is uh, uh, July 2nd, um, both Nike and uh, FedEx have told the Washington Redskins to change their team name. Um, they haven't told them to what yet, right? There's a few, uh, there's uh, three possible team names that I'll go over, um, but there's a big history here, right? So the team has been around for a while. It's one of the oldest teams in the NFL. Um, and for whatever reason, they're called the Redskins, um, which they, I guess they took it from like, super fucking offensive. Yeah. But so they're saying that they took it from like this old native chief who said all us Redskins and all us white skins must come together and like, you know, like build unity or some shit. Right. Yeah. Makes no damn sense. Sorry. It's stupid. They, yeah. But even if an indigenous person refers to themselves as a red skin. Yeah. It's different when a white person or a white team yes. names themselves and a mascot. Totally get it. Yeah. yeah. Well, they don't well, they don't really have a mask. Oh, no, they do have a mascot. I forgot about that. They do that. have a mascot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of the Cleveland Indians who then took their fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. stupid mascot away. But there was um like a Washington Post article done I want to say like 10, 15 years ago where supposedly they went around and they asked like natives if they felt the name was offensive and like it said 80 percent of natives don't find native americans yeah yeah indigenous they don't find this to be offensive was this the last washington post article you ever read no 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 because i've read more but this was like it was the first it was the first yeah i'm surprised because i didn't even know you knew what the washington post was yes it's owned by jeff bezos it's fake news (laughs) Um, Jesus, and they have your favorite writer Barry Williams on there. No, she's in New York Times. God damn it! It's not Barry Williams. Oh, what is it? Barry, Thomas Friedman. Barry, Barry, Barry whatever. Yeah, Barry, whatever. Barry Thomas Fried. Thomas Friedman writes. For also the Washington in the Post. New York Times. God damn it! Why are these people? <laughs> <laughs> nice try, though. It's, it's very well done. He wrote "The World Is Flat." I know that one. Um, do me Friedman. off. Anyways, so they they did this survey. Um, and it came back like 80% found favorable reviews of the team name. It turns out they were just asking Joe Schmo, white guy who claimed that he was 116th Cherokee and shit. Oh my God. <laughs> so, like, they didn't actually do a survey of real Native Americans or indigenous people. They just did a survey with white people who claimed that they were Native American. Of course. And uh, so it's been like, it's been really contentious for like at least the past like 15 years. It's been like. But now they're seriously taking it. 
They're taking well, it seriously because Nike well, yeah. and FedEx. So Nike removed all the Redskins like merchandise from their website. So if you go on like Nike.com and try to find anything Washington Redskins related, yeah. it says does not exist. So they took away all their, their merchandise, right? Which is huge because that's how teams make a lot of their money is merchandising, right? Yeah. And then on top of that, FedEx actually sponsors the, uh, the stadium that they play on. So it's FedEx Field that they play on. And FedEx said, you guys need to change their name. Now, Dan Snyder, who's the owner of uh, the Washington Redskins, is very opposed to changing a name. Actual Washingtonians are split. So I've had a lot of friends. That's like, a made-up word. Washingtonians? Yeah, it's a made-up word. It's just That's like Los, Angel Los Angelites. Los Angelinos. Or it's just Angelinos. 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 There we go. So there's Terran Angelus, or what do they call it for the little Iran? Terran Angelus or something? Terran Angelus. Or some yeah, shit like that. yeah, but so like the people that I've spoke to, like I had a friend who was very opposed to the, to the name change, right? And like he and I had like an hour long like discussion about. Do people this. understand? Like, hold on, I gotta break into this because this is, I, I just gotta point this out. Do people understand that uh, racism isn't determined by popularity or unpopularity contest, right? Yeah, I don't think like, so. I don't. I really don't give a shit. If yeah. Washingtonians don't want the name change or they don't think it's yes, offensive. Totally I get really it. don't give a shit. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. So <laughs> they but leak. they their thing is is like, dude, it's just the name of the team and they keep they a lot of them have quoted that Washington Post article, right? And I had to show him like other things like hey, look, your Washington Post article actually turned out to be false. Like they didn't actually survey actual Native Americans or indigenous people. They just surveyed fucking Karen from down the street, you know? But, here, but there is a, here's the problem. Like, I completely reject their argument, right, that it's not racist. 100% right? racist, yeah. I think it's 100% racist. I don't care what people's opinions about that are. My only problem is that I also do understand the argument of it's just a name. Not in the sense that, oh, it's a name, we should be able to name it anything. No, we should be aware that things are racist and things can harm. But my problem is that people like Net FedEx and Nike are willing to put pressure on the Washington Redskins to change their name. That's great. That's a good first step. But that's touted as progress. I mean, we're in 2020, y'all. 2020, and we're still debating on whether calling people Redskins is, is okay or not. Yeah. That's my issue. My issue is that these things, these are kind of like small cultural, you know, victories, small superficial victories, which are not unimportant, but they're very small. They're minuscule, are, yeah. Are, are, are put up as like, oh, look, we've done something great. That's great. What about, you know, Nike ta addressing the fact that their labor practices are fucking exploitative, mm -hmm. right? How about stop having fucking sweatshops in Asia? Yeah. Hmm? How about to stop exploiting black athletes, right? There's a whole shit ton of ways that we can address real, you know, systems of inequality beyond just, hey, look, we did this one really good thing, right? Like, it reminds me of the fact, like, this, this whole Black Lives Matter in the past month has really started out as a rejection of overall systemic racism that manifests in the legal system, healthcare system, political system, etc., right? Mm -hmm. And now we're sitting there here having debates of, over whether, you know, the Golden Girls and Mud Masks, that episode needs to be withdrawn or not yeah they're removing advanced dungeons and dragons from netflix and hulu from the community shut up because it yeah because, it, because chang was a was an elf as a dark elf yeah. Yeah. jesus christ yeah right i mean they should be more to be fair 
the character of Chang in later seasons I mean, was far more offensive than a black, a dark elf. Yeah, yeah, it's I don't know, it's stupid. But they're so the names that they're thinking of changing them to are the Washington Warriors, because um, they had old uniforms with like an arrow and stuff. So yeah, like, I don't care, just tell right? me the names. Yeah, Washington Warriors, the Washington Senators. That's lame. <laughs> Well, because the other teams are the Nationals, the Capitals. Um, I forgot what the, I don't know. I forgot what their other shit, their but, other teams. You understand what best. I'm saying here, right? Like, Which, kinda, what? You've watched Community, right? Yes. Would you? I mean, it's a great, it's a fun show. But let's be real. Final few seasons of Chang, right? A little bit like, holy shit, this is super racist. A little bit. I know, like his character kind of started out as. You know, I think it was an attempt to break some stereotypes, you know, with yep. like, he wasn't, yep. he was a Chinese guy teaching Spanish and yep. he was always trying to address that or poke fun at that. Like, hey, yep. you know, that Halloween episode where he showed up as a figure skater and everyone yep. thinks he's Michelle Kwan and his whole shtick is like trying to prove that everyone else is racist. But towards the yep. end, definitely he did become a caricature. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he started off quite hilarious, I think, in the first season. Yeah. By the end, you're sitting there going, holy shit. <laughs> the writers have lost the plot. So if they're worried about him dressed up as a drow, as a dark elf, I mean, that's my issue. Like, they've missed, they've missed the larger conversation. And it's the same thing with the Redskins conversation. It's good. It's a good starting point. It's like, at some point, you got to go, great, we're going to talk about changing the name here. Are we also going to talk about the fact that you know, a lot of these guys in, in football get their start out where? College football. Which That's is right. fucking hugely exploited it. Yeah. Here are these kids that are being forced to play for the reputation of their colleges. They, you right? know, they can't, the, they can't even do jobs. You yeah, know, they right? Can't yeah. make money, and the colleges are making a shit ton of money out. Yeah. If you're a, if you're a scholarship athlete for uh, any college... You're not allowed to work. Even in the summer, you're not allowed to work because they, they think that like boosters will pay you like a ton of money to do Fuck In them. all fairness, they I should. Only, the only college I ever went to that had an, even a remotely decent team was UCLA. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, when I went to UCLA, Russell Westbrook and but Kevin you, Love played there. Well, Fuck UCLA, you. Uh, but I went, when I went to, you went to UCI, I don't even know if UCI has a football team. I don't think it does, does it? Does anyone know? UCI does not have a football team. No, we don't have a football I think they played right? play basketball. They have a basketball team, is? yeah. I knew once that I was, someone said that they were on the uh, rowing team. And it threw me for a fucking loop. I didn't even know we had a rowing team. Yeah, you guys have, like, your yeah. basketball team isn't that bad, you, but you're not, like, good, but you're not bad. Um, Riverside doesn't have any, a football team either, do they? No. I don't think so. We have basketball and, I think, yeah. uh, like, rugby, soccer. Like, you guys actually have rugby? Yes. I want to say so. Well, UCI's baseball team is really good. They we have won a baseball the, team. Your UCI's baseball team won the College World Series when uh, George W. Bush was president. You don't remember him saying "zot zot zot"? No, I sure as fucking hell don't remember. Uh, look it up, bro. He fucking it's it's funny. He tries he does the ant eater zot 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 thing. Oh my god. Yeah. Like, I, I, this is all evidence of the fact that I don't pay attention to s- sports. I mean, I don't want to pay attention to like back in '07 real sports, much less fucking college sports. Let's yeah. No, when when you went to UCLA, you had two of like arguably the top twenty players in the NBA. Now, yeah, 
playing. I couldn't tell you anything about it. I, I think I've went to one UCLA game the entire time I was there. Poly and Pavilion. And I was dragged. I was dragged there. Yeah. I knew that there was a rivalry with USC and that's it. And one time they made all the fountains red. Oh, yeah. That's, a that's thing. the only thing I could tell you. Yeah, that's a, that's a thing. I, uh, I purposely piss off USC customers in the store. Yeah, but yeah, whatever. I mean, look, I'm, I'm all for the change. I think, I think it should be done. I also think it's stupid, right? Because the NFL is also making like some bullshit superficial change where they're doing like the, the Black National Anthem. Um, it's like some freedom song that they're trying to play week one of the NFL. And it's like, yeah, great, okay, cool. Great. No, we want, we want Colin Kaepernick to have a job. We don't, yeah. we don't give a fuck about your I don't want to hear stuff. anything about fucking the NFL until I hear that they've given Colin Kaepernick a job. But to be honest, even that to me, it's like, okay, great. He gets, he gets a little bit of, you know, satisfaction. But it's still a fucked up, what is it, a league? Yeah. Yeah. The L. That's what the L stands for. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucked up league. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. In much lighter news, because all this sports talk is making me want to uh, rip out what little hair I have left. Um, in much lighter news, my favorite series of all time has gotten huge on social media. It's always had a good following. But ever since Avatar The Last Airbender has come back onto Netflix, or at least in the United States, I think the UK's always had it, there's been a resurgence of interest in Avatar The Last Airbender. And to be honest with both of you, I know both, Diz uh, hasn't seen it, but I know Hannah has. Well, you told me not to watch it the last we might time. Do, we might do a... Uh, what is it called? Netflix party? Would you be in, Hannah, if we did a Netflix party of uh, Avatar The Last Airbender? I mean, I just finished binge-watching it not that long ago, but I suppose oh I god. can watch it again. Oh my god. <laughs> binge-watching is out of control. You don't have Let's to be... binge-watch it. You can watch like one or two episodes. I mean, like that's what I mean thing. by binge-watching. It's one or two episodes, but I finished it within like a week. Jeez. I'm almost done with New Girl, and it's been five days since I started it. Yeah, Diz, you're out of control with your binge-watching. So they closed my you, store down, bro. What am I went, supposed to You do? went through the whole fucking ER, and there's like 75 seasons of that. Um, <laughs> this is true. I'm, I have mixed feelings about Avatar The Last Airbender increasing in popularity, to be honest with both. Well, I don't know if, like, you don't have Netflix anymore, right? I don't. I've because, never had Netflix. Yeah. No, you had Netflix until, because I remember, because your mom used to that rent really Indian movies Netflix. on it. That was Netflix when it had DVDs. Yeah. Okay. So you That's had a pre- different company. Yeah. You had pre-streaming Netflix. Yeah. Um, but, but $9 a month, as many DVDs, DVDs half of the time didn't work. <laughs> it's the best business model ever. Yeah. <laughs> I remember we rented it all. It was downhill ever since they left that business model. We rented eight mile on Netflix at your house once when I was visiting. Um, but my so, mom kept fucking adding Indian movies, and so like my movies would never show up. It'd just be like back to back Bollywood flicks. That's the most on brand thing your mom could do. Yeah, she just kept adding fucking Indian movies and moving them up the queue. <laughs> so like it would take like six months before I'd finally get like a movie. I was always behind. I think I watched like Crash. I watched like years after everyone else. <laughs> Because Didn't you have to return them too? Like you put it back in the mail. You yeah. put it back in the mail. You put it back in those little sleeve, and then it would like ship out. And then the next day, or the next couple of days, you'd get another one. Mm-hmm. Just never-ending stream of fucking Bollywood movies. It's fun times. But so now with the streaming feature, they they uh, in created this thing. I guess because like you know how people are, we want to watch what's popular. Yeah. Um. So they they made this thing called the Netflix Top Ten. So, so like, like if you go on Netflix, they'll show like the top ten things that are on Netflix, 
and and avatars on there well avatar is becoming arguably the like most watched like show on netflix so their top 10 ratings right the all-time top 10s you have tiger king right uh, watched everything I know about Tiger King. I learned without my without consent. Yeah. So what a waste they, of a top ten. So so you have you have you have Tiger King at number one, right? Ozark at number two. Adder Banks at is. number three. Love is, is Blind at number four. Definitely don't know what that is. It's a it's a reality. Don't explain. Show. Just keep going. Okay. They have Avatar at number five. Okay. And then All American, Space Force, Dead to Me, Thirteen Reasons Why, and The Trials of Gabriel Hernandez. I know the Thirteen because a bunch of the kids were watching that. Yeah, but you got to remember, Thirteen Reasons Why has been around for years, right? Oh, has it? And it's 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 a Netflix original, and they're putting out new stuff. So all the all the stuff that like that I named, so Tiger King was a new series, right, on Netflix. So Avatar is is not owned by Netflix, but it's still popular. Yeah. Well, Avatar is, yeah, the only one that's on it that's, that's already completed. All this other stuff isn't really completed, or they were like a documentary series for that like one season that they did it. But the thing that my frustration with this, and both of you correct me if I'm wrong, you guys are all online too, you're young kids, you're hip, but my issue with this, and what I've been seeing on social media, is, is that Avatar's turning into the new Harry Potter. I've seen Let that. Let me explain what I mean by this, right? So one of the things that made Harry Potter popular Anyone who's ever liked Harry Potter did so as a kid. Mm -hmm. Eventually, if you're a normal person, you outgrow it. (laughs) At least that's the hope. And you realize later on that it's not actually a particularly good series. But what it's really good at is branding. It's good for you to see yourself in the story. The story itself is actually very simple. It's nothing creative, nothing overly intense about it in fact she's not that good of a writer to be honest with you in addition to being a transphobe uh or alleged transphobe the thing that makes harry potter successful is that you can identify yourself in that world you can see yourself with a wand you can see yourself going to hogwarts it's the fucking houses that's the key why is it that you have fucking 30 year olds writing on their tinder bios uh hufflepuff for life right or some shit like that (laughs) Because you can identify, and in the world where we live in, the hyper-capitalism, we, they want us to over-identify with the entertainment that we consume, right? We, they want us to be able to see ourselves in the entertainment that we consume, because then we buy shit. You buy the Hufflepuff scarf, you buy the Hufflepuff hat, you buy the Hufflepuff wand, oh, you want Cedric Diggory's wand, or whatever, right? And so it's about selling. I'm starting to see that same trend now with Avatar The Last Airbender. Everybody's talking about what fucking bending school they are, what bending nation, what elemental nation they are. I'm Fire Nation. No, I'm Earth. No, I'm this. Or identifying with one of the characters. I'm so Aang. No, I'm so Zuko. And that to me is like, fuck. Really missing the point of Avatar. It's a, it's a, a non-white world. It's a non-white world. Right? It shows the world without whiteness. Well, it's non-white in its cartoon version. Yeah. <laughs> According to M. Night Shyamalan, <laughs> the live action, everyone's white. Oh my god. That thing was a nightmare. Did you watch it in the cinema, Hannah? I did not watch it in the, the cinema, as you say. <laughs> the theater. The theater. <laughs> <laughs> Kids. I watched it at home. I got it on Redbox, like, 
ages ago. I think before I ever even really fully sat down and watched the animated series, I watched the. You watched so you watched the movie before you watched the animated series. I think so. I know I had seen okay, the animated series. Okay, this is series. interesting. Uh, yeah, this is interesting. So you, I went animated series then movie. So I had a lot of like expectations. How was it for you watching the movie? Um, I think I had seen bits and pieces of the animated series before ever watching the movie, so I knew how it kind of should have been a little bit. Yeah. But um, I watched the movie and didn't think much of it. Didn't love it. Didn't hate it. I didn't care for it yeah. um i was also i think slightly enamored with dev patel at the time mm. who isn't that motherfucker's gorgeous yeah so and having him as zuko i mean that's the one thing i did know is like when i was younger i was like i like zuko and then right. having dev patel as him seemed nice but the movie did strike me as kind of weird i mean i did think it was they looked weird <laughs> they did it was every bad guy was Indian. Yes. This was a moment where it's like, every, do you know who uh, Bobby Jindal is? Yeah. <laughs> you remember Ryush? when Bobby Jindal revealed his uh, portrait yeah. and it was white? Does anyone remember this? Yeah. Or no. is this me? No, 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 no. I remember this. It was one of those horrific moments where you go, oh man, he's a self-hating Indian dude. Yeah, yeah. and maybe M. Night Shyamalan is too. Yeah, that's exactly what I, when I watched the movie, I'm like, oh man, M. Night Shyamalan really hates being Indian. Yeah, my um, he can't my, stand it. My little brother is actually friends with, with M Night Shyamalan. No, not with M Night Shyamalan. With M Night Shyamalan's nephew. Oh, okay. Um, and like any secret insights there? Huh? Uh, no any secret insights. The the insight is is like so. Even my little brother's friend doesn't know anything about his Indian culture whatsoever. Right? Oh really? Like he's got an Indian name and that's it. That's all he knows. And he looks Indian. But other than that, like, he, he doesn't speak the language. Like, he doesn't know anything about, like, the history of India. He's, you know, for, it's just like, oh, it's where my grandparents were born. And that's, that's it to him, you know? Um, and if, if that's anything like the family, then I can see why. Sense. Like, M. Night Shyamalan and Ding Dong only had fucking fifth sense or sixth sense. Sixth sense? <laughs> which which so, sense is it? Sixth. The sixth sense. Yeah. It was one of the senses yeah. that was decent ever since then. Signs? Signs was shitty. I never watched it. I'm sorry. I gotta, I mean, oh, Jesus gave him asthma. Shut the fuck up. Come on. Come on. I hate, I hate his movies. When I found out that he was doing Avatar, my heart sank. I'm like, I know. I know he's gonna fuck this. And then the casting came in one by one. Oh, shit. He literally took the entire Inuit culture and made it white. (laughs) Like, okay. How'd you feel when you sat there and first heard Ong? Oh, my God. Did your soul leave was, your body? It did. The whole movie was an experience in like how to die without dying. Because like, it, it, like the cringe, the level of cringe, like moments where you just go like, you, could, like you look around, you go, does anyone see my reaction here? Does anyone, can anyone, are we audibly cringing together? All of us. That's how bad the movie was. Oh, did like you? One after the other. Did you watch it in the cinema? I did watch it in the cinema mm-hmm. and it was a horrible experience and I walked out angry and then I got myself Del Taco in order to feel better, but that only made me feel worse. But the thing that, that drives me nuts is like the, res- the reason M. Night Shyamalan or Ding Dong's movie sucked so bad is because it was made for a particular audience. It was made with the idea of selling to a certain group of people, white America, 
it failed to acknowledge that the reason why the show was so good is that it stayed relatively true to its influences, right? Which was anime and Asian culture, martial arts. There's nothing particularly complex about Avatar. It's a pretty simple story, but what it does, it does really well. And for a lot of young kids, that was their first entryway into cultures that weren't American, this homogenized bullshit of high school culture that we see on TV every day, right? Here was something slightly different. Here was, you know, the new generation's Power Rangers, and yet it didn't have to take place in some weird, banal American high school. Mm. But now, we're living in an era where more and more people are turning it into the next Harry Potter, and that's what I can't stand. There's a part of me that goes, yeah, I'm so happy that this thing is being, it's popular, it's being recognized for how great it is. And there's another part of me that's going, oh my god, watch a bunch of fucking people write that there's Zuko in their Twitter bios. Ugh, it's M. Night Shyamalan all over again, but now it's every day. But is it, though? Because here's the thing, right? Like, it's... I I guess I'm okay with, like, people... Fuck you, I, you've never watched it. I'm okay with fandoms in general. I know I haven't watched it. Well, because, I like fandoms, too, but there's nothing wrong with fandom. But, but I think, like, like, even the Harry Potter fandom, like, yeah, it can be annoying at times, right? But, like, I still enjoy it. There's a lot of people I met like that I became friends with because like we had a shared interest heads. in Harry Potter. You so know? Harry Potter everyone head. you've ever met, basically. Basically, <laughs> no, not what? No, I know people who hate Harry Potter, but like you know, like with like Lord of the Rings, right? Like that's one of I I enjoy talking about Lord of the Rings with people who are big Lord of the Rings fans and like Marvel movies and stuff like that. Like I, fandoms I, on their own are, are there's nothing wrong with them. My issue in fandom is when we start to over-identify with the media. The media itself becomes nothing more than the weird extension of our vanity. Mm, so you don't like it as a personality trait? I don't want it to be a personality trait. That's yeah. weird to me. Like, I love Avatar The Last Airbender, but if you make it the beginning and end of who you are, that's cringe as fuck. I mean, to you, but I guess I, I don't see a problem with it. Maybe there's like, Something like some emotional attachment to people for it. And I get you think it. that's healthy? Huh? You think that's healthy? I don't know if it's... it's for someone to make their personality healthy. trait into something that they've consumed. But I ain't, you This know? is why people are willing to fucking... When, when fucking Thor came out, do you forget how many people lost their absolute shit because Hemdall was black? No, I don't remember that. Because it was... You don't remember that? No, I, I, I don't because, again, I... I wasn't big into, like, I didn't read the Thor comic books. People you know? flipped out that they cast Idris Elba, one of the fucking most underrated actors of all time, mm -hmm. as Hemdall. They were like, they, he can't be Hemdall because Hemdall is white. Yeah. yeah, no, I understand that. And I think that's problematic as fuck. Yeah, not right. only is that because of the racial component, but because people over-identify with their fandoms. It becomes a personal thing for them. You know, heaven forbid you fucking criticize Star Wars. Mm. Right? What yeah. do you think? Ha what happens, right? I remember. I remember. Or when, John uh, Boyega having a field day with the fucking Raylos, right? Yeah. No, I, I remember when when they cast John Boyega as Finn, and we saw the first like teaser trailer, and you thought you would see like the like a first meet like actual lead black Jedi, and people like lost their mind over that. But that's the thing, right? It's like when you over-identify with the media that you consume, then you're losing the plot. Yeah. It becomes religion. Yeah. 
I guess. That's not fun. You know, I'm not a fan of religion, so I get it. You know, when you said <laughs> that you're worried about, like, Avatar getting the Harry Potter treatment, I yeah. didn't know what you were going to get into, but I definitely see what you mean. I thought you were going to be talking about how, like, Harry Potter fans use Harry Potter to see the actual world we live in. Like, they base their political views or always draw oh, connections between really politics point. and Harry Potter. And it makes me want to um, burn books, which I've never felt oh before god. until people Don't do say that in front like of Ali. No, no, you know, oh my god, you really tapped into something. Because every time I see someone understand, oh, and so-and-so's umbrage, and oh, so-and-so, she's like a Death Eater. And you're I mean, you're let's be real, bro. If Betsy DeVos 30, doesn't fucking remind you of Dolores Umbridge, you're 35 years old, and if you understand politics in the world through the lens of Harry Potter... I'm gonna shove people into lockers. Like, it's gonna Look, happen. I'm just, that, was the, that, that was the mistake. We stopped bullying. Listen, okay? All we that should is, have never had that anti-bullying campaign. I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> we went too far. Listen, there's a healthy sense. amount of bullying that we should have allowed, an acceptable threshold of bullying that we should have kept around. Fair, but all that aside, if you're going to tell me that fucking Dolores Umbridge and Betsy DeVos aren't the same person, I don't, I don't. Diz, you're 33 years old. You're 33 years old, but I'm 31. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Please stop using Harry Potter as the lens of understanding American politics. It just makes it people easier for me, People can be my awful without being fictional characters. When people make those, like, comparisons, I'm like, who are you drawing these lines for? Like, there's always that viral tweet or whatever that's like, oh, this person's just like Voldemort from Harry Potter, and we need to defeat him. And I'm like, are there 12-year-olds following you? And why are you trying to persuade them to follow your politics? This there is an actual guy. I think it was Chuck Wendig or whatever the guy who does the one of the the Star Wars books. I think who literally on the in a, the date that uh, Donald Trump won did like a viral thread where he addressed each of the Harry Potter houses. Oh yeah, I saw that. I remember that. Oh Hufflepuffs, get ready to take care of your friends. And fucking, that you know, is so and like, embarrassing. Like we get Slytherins, it. we need you. We need your cunning. And you're just going, a bitch. You're 45 years old. Please stop. This is cringy. This is something. This is almost predatory. <laughs> this is very uncomfortable. I don't know who you're talking to, and that's what worries me. These people. It's. It, I gotta admit, it's the millennials. This is why millennials are cringe. We are. We all grew up on Harry Potter, but we never let it go. We never let go of anything in our childhood, bro. I'm fucking still, 31 years old and I still there. watch wrestling every night. Well, you know, the recent primary. How many times did Elizabeth Warren get compared to Hermione Granger? God. Oh, my God. It's By the horrible. Way, fuck Emma Watson. Why? What's wrong with Emma Watson? Emma Watson's the most performative person I've ever seen in my life, dude. I mean, that's, that's white feminism in general. But, yeah, but. Signaling out Emma Watson seems a bit unfair. Well, it's just because we so talked about Harry Potter, Potter, so it reminded me of her. <laughs> But I will say that it is nice that all the Harry Potter characters, and I will end it here, all the Harry Potter actors came out against J.K. Rowling's recent transphobic screeds. That's always kind of nice when you see these, the actors rebuke a bit. We're not related to this crazy woman. Huh. We refuse. <laughs> refuse. Emma Watson, Rupert, whatever the fuck his name Rupert is. Rupert Grant. Grant, there Murdoch. it is. Murdoch, which is a different guy. Uh... And, oh, oh, I forgot what's his name. Daniel Radcliffe? Daniel Radcliffe, that's the word. 
That's what I was looking Dan for. Dan the Man Radcliffe. Dan the Man Radcliffe. All right, we're going to end it here. We've had a bit of a free fall, free form, free spinning podcast, an interesting episode uh, where we've talked about performative, superficial changes that address race. Uh, we've talked about name changes, and we talked about the deep sins of the millennial generation and their obsession with Harry Potter and the harm that they are now daring, daring to inflict upon Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, we are going to end there. Diz is going to take us out. This was really fun. It was fun to have Hannah on here. Uh, your sarcasm knows no bounds, and I absolutely adore it. All right, Diz, take us out. Yes, you can catch us on Facebook, facebook.com slash currentlynerdy, Twitter at currentlynerdy, Instagram at currentlynerdy, Tumblr, I think we still have one of those, currentlynerdy.tumblr.com youtube uh youtube.com slash currently nerdy we're on stitcher google play and the itunes podcast app make sure you rate review and subscribe uh we truly appreciate it jeff from let's have a beer uh gave us a five-star rating and a review and he said that that i was very sexy and he could sense my beard through the air which so thank you jeffrey appreciate you um and if you want to get a hold of us individually, you can. Henna, how can they get a hold of you on your Do you have socials? Any social media you want to share with um, us? Um, this is my chance to set off my influencer career. So yes. follow me on Twitter, Meowth like the Pokemon, Lord like Jesus. Um, and Instagram, it's Moo M Zero U E. Go follow her; she's fantastic. Uh, her Twitter. I may say so is my favorite, but Instagram's good too. You can catch me on uh, social media at AAOLMI on our sister podcast, Head on History, or my website, alialomi.com. Diz. I'm everywhere at Dizbulla, D I Z B U L L A H, and then our, our brother podcast, Currently Nerdy Sports, which racist ass iTunes still hasn't picked up yet. But we're on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash currently nerdy. And you could catch all three of us on the Samovar network, the Instagram and all the Twitter for that is just Samovar Network, and we're also on iTunes, so check that out. We just had a great conversation with uh, LGBTQ Afghans on there. It's a must-listen, so go on there and check that out. For everyone here at Currently Nerdy, thank you for tuning in, and remember, stay smart, sexy nerds. All hail the Currently Nerdy Empire.